to the lake, just my buddy and me. Got my boat hooked up to my Chevy truck. I'm running high on luck, I ain't ever coming down. Time to back the boat down the ramp again. Do everything we can to come back in with a windsack. That's a life of a fisherman you wouldn't understand. Something you can't fill on dry land. You gotta get your arms way up in a cup. And set the hook on small mouth bass and then you'll understand. You gotta get your hands on a shamari. And a jean with a sign of bitch you like what you I'm telling you guys, I'm going to have to get a hold of Tyler Waller and uh, and see if I can use that song permanently. Kicking kicking the show off, kicking off this 10 series with that song, My World. I want to I wonder if I can get him talked into doing a kayak version because, he, you know, he's he's obviously, you know, he's he's a glitter boat guy. Uh, you know, no, no, no disrespect. Nothing wrong with the glitter boat. But he's a glitter boat guy. Uh, a good dude, uh, runs on another line. So you guys check that out if you, if, uh, if you can, but, um, I, I need to see if I can get him to do, I want that same, the same song, the same tempo, the same everything, but I want it in the kayak space. You know what I mean? Blasting off with the torpedo, something about, I don't know, you know, something about the drip of the paddle or the way, you know, the, the, something with, you know, with the, with the drive. I don't know. I don't know, but I know that I need, we need that. We need, I, I need. There's got there's some there's some there's some guys musically talented in the kayak space. Why do we not have a kayak song like something that? Come on, guys. Some one of you guys. Somebody come up with that. We need a we need a kayak anthem. We need a kayak anthem. So Kenwood, if you're watching, you normally are. You're a music junkie. Find us. We need a kayak anthem. Somebody bring to the table a kayak anthem that I can make the start of the show. Or Tyler, bro, make it happen. We've got a packed house already. I mean, look at the holy jeez, Luis. I'm assuming that you guys are here for us, right? I mean, you guys are not here for me. Let's just be honest, right? I look a little different without the hat on, right? <laughs> that big old bald noggin. Y'all are here for us. You got to be. I mean, there's no way there's this many people in here for me tonight. So the champs in here, Elsie, what's up? Eric Morris, Nicholas Beltran in the house, Sean Scott, South Carolina. Jeremy from Indiana. You guys are already dropping this in here. Jerry, Jeremy, Devil Dog, huh? What's up? Semper Fi, sir. Semper Fi. Um, Rock Howell is up. You guys already know what's up, right? Sam Jones in the house. You guys already know what's up in the comment section right now. Let's do this. Drop in the comment section where you're watching from. We love to see those statistics roll in and see where everybody's tuning in from. Yeah, just like that, right? So if you're doing, if you guys are new to this, which you should not be, this is night 12, 12 in a row. Yeah. As you can tell, I'm still, still lucid, still there. This is night 12 in a row. Uh, we've got planned. Let me make a quick little announcement. Tomorrow night we were planning to do, or are planning to do, have been planning to do whatever you want to preference that with, uh, a show with Ron Champion and Corey Dreyer. Just kind of a you know a wrap up show and talk a little bit about the first ten. Uh, tomorrow night is the college football national championship. I know that there's playoffs on tonight, guys. I get it. Multitask, you can do it. But uh, tomorrow we're not going to do the show tomorrow night. We're going to do the show Tuesday night with Corey Dreyer and Ron Champion. So that'll get announced up tomorrow and get thrown out there. So back Tuesday night to the regular scheduled showing. Um, we'll have on Ron and Corey for the wrap up of this 10 and 10 invitational and this series here. We'll have both those guys on. We missed Ron on the first night of this event when we had the other three champs on. So, um, anyway, you guys share this up and you smash that share button. Make sure you use hashtag DZ the 10 and, uh, and, and be entered in to win a thousand dollar gift card from DZ that uh, Corey and Ron are going to pick a, are going to search that hashtag Corey and Ron Tuesday night are going to search the hashtag DZ the 10. And, uh, and one of you guys will be able to win. 
Um, guys, I'm excited for the show tonight. Russ is a dude who in the Southeast has this kind of cult following, right? I mean, he's a dude that, that has, that's, that's put in the time, put in the grind, uh, very, very cerebral, much, much, much like Casey, much the way he, he, he breaks down water a lot like Josh, but he's cerebral like Casey. Like the more I talk to him and the more I watch him online, the more I read articles and things about him, the more I realize that this dude, like he's, he's another level for a reason. Like all of these guys have mentioned his name before tonight, because if you spend some time around this guy, you realize that he's, he's got that killer instinct. Like he plans and lays out everything. It's my, it's methodical. It's almost, you guys, you got anybody ever watched Dexter? Right. It's almost that kind of like obsessive, compulsive, like just, I mean, organized to a T ready so that when he rolls in, it's go time. Like it's game face. It's structured. I don't know that there's anybody else that's this. This obsessed. And that sounds bad, but in the, in the right way, this guy's obsessed with what he does on the water and he's proven it. I mean, the, the guy, the guy came in this year and, you know, and, and, and fought and clawed his way all the way up to the very top and ended up bringing it all home. And, and in honesty, he left money and left, and left, you know, uh, uh, well, there's a word for it. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about, but left, you know, titles on the table because I don't believe, and I'll find out from him exactly, but I don't believe he fished. He, he, he didn't, he could have won the challenge championship. And, and a couple other things we'll get with Russ and find out exactly what that was, but point blank, he left money on the table, which I know Josh Stewart's a lot, you know, excited about, but, uh, but I don't know how Russ feels about that. Let's get Russ on the show. Let's get this thing started off the right way. You guys ready? What's going on Facebook live? Woo! What up everybody? Welcome to the weigh in. I'm your host, Scott Butcher. We're on with the kayak bass fishing angler of the year mr russ snyders let's bring him on guys let's talk about the 10 talk about the 2019 season let's talk to russ and see what's up what's up buddy how are you hey scott doing good thanks for having me on buddy not a problem man how's it going oh not too bad just uh getting things done preparing for the year yeah, preparing preparing is something i feel like you're always doing right always man always can't be too prepared <laughs> I like, you know, I, I, I made a joke earlier, you know, with your, with your, with your, tr your, your plant in the background. Is that your, is that your, your, your pigeon tree? I mean, is that your, is that your grass line at home? <laughs> you know, he's, he's a constant pro rock, you know, he's rocking the hook one, rocking the eye rod. I mean, you know, now you're, you're a California native, but you've been in Tennessee for, I mean, multiple years, right? Long time. Uh, yeah. About seven years now. Um, well, 37, about to turn 38. So yeah, I think it's seven, maybe eight. I lose track, but uh, but yeah, I've been here a while, and uh, I would definitely love it out here. And uh, moving out of California is probably one of the best decisions that God made. And um, yeah, I haven't looked back. It's it's been a good decision. How long you been running? The guys over at Hook One are phenomenal. How long you been running with those guys? Uh, this will be my third year now. Uh, with them with Craig and. Uh, Chris Condor and you know all those guys. Uh, you know, great company to work for and great group of guys um, hang out and share information with too. That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Now you're you're I mean you're a, you're you're essentially in the heart of Nashville, right? Yeah, it's probably five minutes from downtown. Um, which, uh, but yeah, Nash Nashville's a great place. Uh, as you probably know for for fishing as far as getting outdoors and getting fishing. There's uh, you know there's pretty much unlimited options as far as lakes and rivers you can explore around here. Now, Russ, I want to go way back. Let's start over. Let's go way back, bro. Growing up in Cali, uh, the family fished. I mean, you, you like so many of these other guys in this house in just a couple of weeks, I mean, you pretty much grew up with a rod in your yeah. rod and reel in your hand on the water, right? Yeah. I mean, I've been fishing, I mean, I leave for as long as I can remember, probably two or three years old. Uh, my dad got me into fishing as a little kid. Uh, we grew up uh, see, in, in the Bay Area, so I was close to the Bay, uh, the ocean, and there wasn't actually a lot of lakes around there. I did a little bit of lake fishing, but my dad had a little uh, like family cruiser type boat, but we'd take it out uh, under the Golden Gate and 
go for salmon and halibut and rockfish and uh, fish in the bay for a lot of striped bass and uh, go up into the delta and you know that's the thing about California is there's there's a little bit of everything to do out there. Um, so my my grandfather did a little fishing. My uh, my mom's father uh, he was more into fly fishing and uh, trout fishing up in the Sierras. So I, I did a little bit of that and. Uh, probably wasn't until, I guess the first time I went bass fishing was probably on a camping trip when I was maybe 10, 11 years old. Uh, and I, I fell in love with that right away and, you know, grew up watching all the Rowan Martin and Bill Dance and all that. And I'd see Bassmasters on uh, on TV. So I, I think it was about when I was 16 years old when I when I actually got into the, uh, the bass fishing tournaments, my father and I. Um, but yeah, we, we started off actually in, in a little Zodiac raft. It was like a little 11, 12 foot raft, uh, put a bow mount motor on it and, and a cooler. And I mean, there was, you know, between the battery, the gas can, all that, there's barely enough room to even just stand in one spot, but, uh, would compete in the, uh, like a semi-pro, uh, bass boat tournament. So they'd have horsepower categories, It'd be like one to 100 horsepower and 101 and up. So. You know, we started competing against a bunch of bass trackers and, you know, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so. But that's uh, where, you, I mean, but that's where you, that's where you, you, you learned, right? I mean, that's where you grew. I mean, that's where, you know, that's where you lick the chops. That's where you take the beatings. That's where you start growing, right? That's kind of, that's, I mean, that's the foundation that you poured for Russ Snyder's that we all know now in the kayak space of being the hammer that you are. Yeah, it all, it all started from there and just, uh, you know, just kept progressing as I got a, uh, through 19, 20 years old, I finally saved up to get my own uh, little bass boat. And uh, I jumped right into fishing pro-am tournaments and some team tournaments too. And uh, did that for a number of years. And I almost made maybe five, six years of that. By the time I was about 25, I, I got kind of burnt out of tournament fishing actually. And uh, at that point, just started guiding for the next five years and um moved back out here and, you know, I didn't really get back into tournaments until, uh, you know, just a few years ago with the, with the kayak tournaments here. Now, where did that kick in? Where, I mean, where did you start finding, I mean, I, I reference them all the time as, as these amazing little plastic boats, but I mean, where, where, where did that pick up for you? Where did you really start seeing the kayak life, much less the competitive kayak life? So, so when I first got out here, uh, I actually had these like kick boats or pontoon boats. Um, they're pretty popular in California and, uh, I don't see them so much out here, but you know, I, I take those things out on the rivers, the Harpeth river, Buffalo river. Uh, there's a lot of good rivers here in middle Tennessee. And, uh, you know, I was kind of new to the area. Didn't, didn't have a lot of friends cause I just moved out here and, uh, I'd go on the Facebook and see the, uh, you know, different Facebook pages and clubs and stuff like that for these kayak tournaments. So, you know, kind of went hand in hand because they're kind of fishing a lot of the rivers and a lot of the same stuff. So I uh, caught my interest and, you know, finally I'm like, hey, I should, you know, get back into the tournament thing. And, and uh, you know, it'd be a great way. And the main reason really was just to, to meet friends and, and join one of the clubs. And, um, yeah, so I got a kayak and joined uh, KBFTN. And, uh, that was three years ago or so now. So I just started really fishing the, the KBF tournaments last year. Uh, it was my first full season. I think I did one or two the year before. Um, so I wasn't technically a, a rookie, I guess, with the KBF. I got you. And now, I mean, you, you started finding success pretty quickly and not only that, but I mean, Tennessee, I mean, you and Josh, both y'all live, I mean, relatively close to one another. Uh, I mean, Tennessee's got, I mean, hammer after hammer after hammer. Yeah. You know I mean? So, I mean, you know, you, you, you got a lot of competition. I know that a lot of the clubs out there do a lot of things during the week. Do you compete in a lot of those events too? Yeah. So like half our tournaments will be Tuesday night tournaments. They'll go from like five thirty to ten thirty or 10, somewhere around there. It depends. Uh, then they have Saturday tournaments and a couple uh, two day tournaments as well. And there's about, eight to nine tournaments, uh, for a season. And, uh, like, so that's, that's, you know, up until this year, I was, that was my main focus was just kind of staying local. We fish old Hickory Lake, Percy Priest, uh, and sometimes just the Cumberland river, uh, you know, it goes through Nashville there. But, um, yeah, I met a ton of good friends, all, you know, a lot of my good fishing friends, all part of that club. Uh, Adam Reiser, me and him travel, uh, together. He's part of that club. Adam's phenomenal. He is a great guy. Yeah, dude. We get along really well. 
and Josh Stewart. Craig Dye used to be part of that club too. Craig's a jerk. Nobody, nobody <laughs> likes Craig Dye. I'm so tired of Craig this, Craig that. I'm over Craig you, Dye. No, you're Craig. In Georgia too. No, Craig. Later, right? Craig's one of my best friends. I love yeah. Craig to death. Yeah, yeah. Are you but, in Georgia? Uh, do what now? You're living in Georgia, Craig. Yeah, I'm in Georgia. Yeah, me and Craig are about an hour and a half from one another. Yeah, okay. we just saw each other last weekend. We were up at, uh, we went up and 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 took uh, uh, Clint Henderson and Christine Fisher's class together. Oh we yeah, I and I copied off of his notes. <laughs> uh, you know, he's he's a he's a phenomenal angler. I learned so much from him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Craig's Craig's incredible. He's yeah, he's he's good folks. But so with you coming in. And, and, and I mean, really just in, like you said, in this two and a half, three year little time span, I mean, you've really gone from, I mean, flat out, you've gone from, from local, you know, local tournament and kind of being up. And I, and I want to say, speaking of Craig, I think, didn't Craig call it last year that you would be the AOI this year? I don't know if Craig did. I know Josh did. Yeah. Jo yeah. Josh did. I think, I think Craig was talking to a lot of folks. You know, I know that Craig down here in the, you know, Craig being in Georgia now, like I said, you know, talking a lot of community. I mean, you're, you've been one of those guys. So on the local scene, that's what I, that's what I want to get to. Best advice, best, best thing that you can tell someone coming in about the local clubs and the local community and fishing those things. I mean, you know, you're kind of, you're, 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 you're the kind of the big dog in the sport right now. You're going to have to take on a little bit of this mentorship role, right? So what, I mean, what would you give the best piece of advice for folks that are on the outside listening in or tuning in and, and saying, look, there's, there's been a lot of conversation about this kayak stuff. How do I get into that? I mean, in your experience locally, what's the best way to do that? I mean, yeah, my best advice is, yeah, just to, to join a club and start fishing the tournaments and, uh, you know, don't be scared to, to get out and start start talking to people, making friends and, uh, you know, the more more, you know, you meet some friend, friends through it and uh, you get fishing with them. And I feel like the more people you can fish with, uh, you know, the more you can learn, no matter what their skill level. Uh, so I used to do a lot of, a lot of guide trips and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'd learn stuff from the people that I was taking guiding all the time. If you just kind of keep your ears open and, you know, kind of bounce ideas off each other, ask questions. And, uh, and that's really how you become a, a better angler is uh, just by getting to know other fishermen and, and kind of picking their brains and, uh, you know, really just being a good listener and hearing what people have to say a lot of times rather than, you know, proving what, you know, I think is a, is a big part of it. Now I, I I'm going to, I'm going to shift gears again on you here, bro. Welcome to the, welcome to the hot seat, right? We're going to shift gears again. I've heard a rumor and I'm going, and I want you to address it. I hope you don't get mad at me here. I asked you if there was anything you didn't want me to talk about. You said no. So the, I've heard a rumor that your left thumbnail is <laughs> you know right. You know where I'm going with this. You got yeah. worried for a minute. Not that kind of rumor, but I've heard that your left thumbnail during tournament season, you keep it different than your right for a reason. Is that, yeah. And you can, so, that? yeah. So, well, it's for opening up split rings is what so it is. So this is true. Yeah. yeah. Explain. Explain. So yeah, so I carry as far as my hard baits, all my my crank baits, my rattle traps, my jerk baits. Uh, I'll keep them in big boxes, and what I'll do those only have hooks on about twenty five, uh, sometimes even about twenty five percent of them at most, and they'll always be you know new sharp hooks. And uh, you know before right when I get a bait, I'll make sure that the the split rings are easy to open. If they're not, then I'll I'll just swap all, you know, all my split rings out so I know I can open them. And, uh, you know, it only takes me probably less than 30 seconds to swap, you know, hooks from one bait to another. So that way the hooks, you know, when you carry them all in the box there, you have hooks on all of them and you're trying to pull one out of there and they're all getting hung up on each other. And, you know, once one of them gets rust, you know, it'll start spreading on all the rest of the hooks like, like cancer, you know, it just and the next thing you know, all your baits are messed up. So, so, and so wait a minute. So I want to get this straight. So you carry in a, in, in a black pack, I assume, right? Like most of us, a 36 or 3,700 box. And in, in all of your hard baits, you've only got a couple strategically that have hooks on them once you're on the water. Once you Yeah. So, well, before I put in the black boxes, you know, I'll have the 3,700 Planos, and when I go to a, a tournament, you know, I'll have like got a bunch of them. I'll have those, you know, all those in bins, however many, 20, 30 of them, or whatever. And uh, and then I'll have my black pack, and I'll go into the, you know, each of the 
like rattle trap box, grab a few, put them in, you know, rip baits, few, put them in. And I kind of carry a limited amount once I'm in my kayak. Uh, but wherever I'm staying, you know, I'll, I'll have, you know, pretty much all my the, stuff. The arsenal. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just really believe just having, uh, you know, hooks on just a few of the baits there, just like I said, makes it easier to grab them out of there. And, uh, you know, that way, once your hooks go bad, once I'm using them for a while and they, they, they're not sharp anymore, I'll throw them away and put in some new hooks. So at what point did you realize if you keep a thumbnail, well, I'd start trimming my thumbnail and my thumbnails cut all the way down. I can't open up the damn, the damn split rings. And then finally I kind of caught onto it. I'm like, I got to keep a little bit of a nail there so I can swap these hooks out faster. 10, 10 guys. Hey, Hey, you guys, the other 10 guys, are you listening <laughs> To how focused this dude is, you're in trouble. I'm telling you right now, it keeps his thumbnail. Who? I've never even, I wouldn't even consider that. That's mind blowing to me, bro. I love it. I mean, I'm, I, I have, I bite my nails, so that's terrible. But, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on that because I hate a split ring. It, I've got the little tool, and, oh, the whole, and it takes me. You just got to get the right split ring. Like the Strike Kings, those are the worst, man. You can't open up those damn things whatsoever. Most of the that's kind of hit or miss. Some of the Strike King split rings are right, but most of them are. You can't open. You know, even with split ring pliers, it's just about a. You know, it's pretty impossible. But sorry, Strike King, for the promo that we're not giving you. Air <laughs> time, no, they make great baits. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Rings, kidding. <laughs> Uh, Strike King don't know who I am, dude. You're good. Uh, <laughs> so that that uh, that's mind blowing to me. So now staying on the tackle conversation, I I, I got to do something. All right, now Ron's going to be on the show Tuesday night, and I love Ron Champion with all my heart. Ron, I love you, bro, but I got to call you out. I have put you on a pedestal for a long time and considered you to be the tackle junkie in the community. Studying on Russ today, I'm realizing that you may be number two, Ron Champion. Russ, you are a tackle junkie. I mean, like, junkie, right? It just keeps accumulating, man. Like I said, I take care of my stuff, and a lot of it, I, you know, it's 15, 20 years old, but still in great shape. So it's, you know, it's not like I'm spending a ridiculous amount of money every year, but it's just the stuff I have. I really just hang on to it and, and take care of it. And uh, you said that with my plastics, I'll, you know, I'll save them, you know, from every trip, I just put a big old pile of them together. And after maybe a few months, you know, I'll mend all my plastics back together and put them back in the packages and uh, just try to take care of my stuff. And, and now, you know, as long as you do that, it lasts. I want to dive deep into this. Now, before I do that, let me preference this. I'm going to throw an article up here on, on the screen. Mike Cheatham did a phenomenal write-up on you uh, for the for for Angler A N G L R. They are the 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 host and 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 the title sponsor for Angler of the Year. That's why it's spelled funny. Um, Angler does a great job. They've worked uh, they've worked really well with KBF this past year. Um, but you are the reigning Angler of the Year. And so, if you guys missed any of this, make sure you guys go in and check out this article. Ten ten competitors. Hello, is this thing on? If you guys haven't read this article. I almost would tell you at this point, don't go read it because it, it's going to intimidate you. Like it intimidated me. Now I say it will. It, I, it should intimidate you. Don't go read it. You don't want to. I'm telling you, don't go read it. Just don't. The rest of you go read this because you're not going to, you don't have to fish against this guy uh, in a couple of weeks. But in this dude, I mean, you really went in depth and you, I mean, look at your tackle setup, bro. So you, you build what safely, is it safe to say 70 or 80% of what you throw? Yeah, no, I don't do, I don't build plastics or anything like that, but all my jigs, spinner baits, chatter baits, uh, buzz baits, um, all, all the stuff like that, uh, you know, I build all that and uh, a lot of my hard baits, not all of them, maybe, maybe only like a third of my hard baits, I'll, I'll buy blanks from, from China, like, you know, Vision 110, Mega Bass knockoffs that usually, you know, they're usually tw 25 bucks, I can get them for two bucks a piece and uh, I'll airbrush those up and stuff and paint them the way I like them. Uh, they're not as consistent though as the, the mega bass, you know, are, are always perfect right out of the package for the knockoffs, you know, one out of five of them will kind of run funny, but they still work good. And, you know, that way I get, get to kind of dial in the colors and, and all that too. And, you know, as far as the, uh, as far as the jigs and spinner baits, all that stuff, just making all that m myself, you really, uh, you know, really learn to, to really break down the lure and, understand all the components of it 
uh, order all my products, all my jig heads and stuff like that from Cast Industries. Uh, order them in bulk. You have to buy, I think, a hundred of them at a time. So it was a big investment initially, but it's definitely paid for itself. I might make spinner baits for probably less than a dollar fifty and jigs for under a dollar. You know, maybe two dollars for a spinner bait. You got the little swivels and all that, but. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cost effective and, and just by building them yourself, you really learn to understand different components. It's like with, with spinner baits, you know, there's about 10, 15 heads you can choose from, but you can, when you make your order, you can tell them what size hook you want on it and what diameter wire and, uh, you know, even the, the bends in the wire, as far as, you know, you could say you want to, you know, from the head to where you tie on the line ties, like an inch and a half. And then you know, from there until, you know, all, all those different components, you know, you really, as you start to build them, you really understand why, why the lures work and, and what makes, you know, that jig or that chatterbait or that spinnerbait, you know, effective. So there, I mean, there's a real creative, I mean, you're, you're an artist. I mean, there's a real creative mindset to the way that you do things. And, and you almost take that, that, I mean, that, that artist kind of a mindset with you to the water. I asked you this in our, in our, in our, in our pre-conversation, but my assumption as a guy who considers myself to be an artist as well, um, there, 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 when, when you're going, when you open your, your case and you start going through stuff, there, I mean, there's an emotional connection to that lure that I don't have from throwing. Sorry, Z man, I love you, but that I don't have from, I mean, you know, I've got a case that, you know, of jackhammers that they send me, you know, as many of them as I want whenever I want them. Right. So uh, yeah, I grab another one and I don't think twice about it, but there's there. It's like you said, understanding how that runs, understanding how that's dialed in, filing that down, right. Picking the right size hook because you know, you're going to Florida over, you know, over a quarter ounce or a three or, 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 or three quarter ounce. Right. I mean, that's something that you've really dialed in these last few years. Yeah, definitely. I've been, yeah, I've been making all my own lures, I guess since I was probably 14, but I wasn't, didn't get good at it until I was probably a little older than that. First, it was, you know, kind of a learning curve with that. But, but what yeah, you think, what's your bread and butter? What do you think is your if, if you were going to mass produce a lure and it was going to be the rust? This was going to be the the rust, you know, the rust line, or you know, or the, or the that's side. moving out here. Probably a swim jig. I mean, there's a swim jigs. You know, there's there's a lot of different shapes, style styles, and sizes, and trailer. You know, it's kind of a I've used all, you know, a lot of different ones. So it wasn't really one in particular, but, uh, but yeah, probably a swim jig. You just do a lot with it and uh, cover water with it and fish it slow if you need to and fish around wood or docks, rock, weeds. You know, you can, if I had one lure to use, it'd probably be that. Now you even keep a, you go as far as, as I mean, you do a lot with your soft plastics. Explain to us your soft. I mean, you keep up like five gallon buckets, right? With the soft plastic. So yeah. as far as we'll start storing, I used to have them all on pegboards, like that whole wall that you saw with all those like shoebox yeah. uh, style things there. I used to have everything on pegboards and uh, the problem with, and then before I went to each tournament, I'd be grabbing stuff off all the pegboards, throwing it in the Ziploc bags and stuff. And then, uh, heading out to the tournament and then when i get back i have to put all the stuff back on the pegboards and sometimes like you're you know, the only one you the pegboard it looks great it looks great but it's not really a fact it was, was taking a lot of time man to, to grab everything i needed and to put everything back so what I, I did i got rid of the pegboards and i put those uh i just put shelves and got kind of plastic like shoebox style bins yeah these bins I yeah so all those yeah, bins yeah. like one will be just senkos one will be just beavers one will be you know and uh, the nice thing about it is they're not attached to the wall, too. So I can just take them out. And if I want to grab the one in the back, you know, I grab the one in the back, just grab whatever ones I need. Uh, or if I want to, you know, just grab a big bin, I'll just throw, if I know I'm going to, it's going to be a Senko bite, I'll bring the whole dang shoebox full of Senkos or, you know, it just makes things more efficient and quicker uh, to gear up and just get ready for the tournaments and put stuff back and, uh, I think it should be a little more effective. It's you know been one of my projects I just finished working on a couple months ago, but put a lot of thought into it, and uh, hopefully it helps save me some time. I don't want to put a, I don't want to put a man on blast, and 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 I definitely don't want you punching me in the face in a couple of weeks. But I'm going to put you on blast here a little bit. I mean, ladies, if there's any of you listening at home, I mean, this is this may be maybe KBF's most eligible bachelor 
And look at how meticulous he is. Look at the attention to detail. Ladies, you might need to take your shot. I'm saying between you and Matt Scotch, I mean, uh, the 10 house is, is, I mean, it's crawling with eligible bachelors. Dylan, are you single? I don't know if Dylan's single, <laughs> but I mean, you know, to have, to have, you know, two or three of the most eligible dudes in the kayak space around ladies, what's up. I'm just saying, look at the attention to detail this man has. That's incredible. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Like, what, 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 what was the turning point for you? I know you touched on it. You said you've been making them a long time, but what was the turning point for you? Was it, was it, a, was it the creative side of what you're doing or was it, was it saving money? Like, where did you get into, I'm going to start building this myself. The turning point. Uh, yeah, just cost effect. I guess when I was a kid and, um, what it was, uh, I guess a buddy of mine, I was fishing team tournaments with when I was a little kid. He, uh, he gave me a bunch of jig heads and some, some rubber and, uh, just kind of, you know, started going at it and just, I don't know where it escalated from there, but you know, I, I liked it. I knew it could save me money. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's how I got into it, I guess. But it's, uh, it's definitely paid for itself at this point. S Sam Jones, I got to give you a shout out, bro. Comment of the night right there. Not for long with the sweet hair talking about Dylan's mullet being a patch, being a bachelor. <laughs> Dylan just I cut. If you guys, if you guys awesome. missed it. I'm telling you guys right now, go to Dylan's Facebook page as soon as you leave here. Dylan cut like, I mean, these vanilla ice sideburns in his head and has this mullet. This mullet. I mean, it's still. Is it's he not, leaving it for the 10? He, he says he is. Yeah. yeah. It's not quite the Kentucky <laughs> waterfall. Like he still got to let it grow out a little bit back there. You know what I mean? Once it gets Josh's length, you know what I mean? In the back, then you got a Kentucky waterfall, but he's working on it. But dude, like when he said he was doing it, I called him. I was like, no way. You're not doing it. But he did it. So awesome. he may not be single for long, ladies. I'm just saying <laughs> he may not be single for, you know, and then Matt Scotch can cook. Yeah. I mean, I, ladies, hello. So anyway, we're, maybe we can start a dating. A, a dating oh, yeah. They're going to have to put up with somebody who's on the water quite a bit. That's the hard part. I mean, Amanda, oh, my wife loves when I'm not home. Were you kidding really? me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, she's, we're, you know, we're, 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 you know, we're in a, we're in a 12 year marriage. Wow. I think she was happy the first year. She hasn't been happy since. So, it's yeah. Not right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, if you guys are just tuning in, welcome to the way in. I'm your host, Scott Butcher. We're mm -hmm. on with the angler of the year this year. Mr. Russ Snyder's as he gets prepped to head down to Florida to get into the 10 competition. It's his first year in the house. As mm -hmm. you can tell, if you, if you, if you've just tuned in, make sure you guys go back and check out the rest of this conversation that we've already started. This is a guy who is uh, who is is almost OCD in how he lays everything out and how how meticulous he is um, at being organized, being prepared, being ready to go on the water when it's go time. Uh, I mean, for the most part, you know, I know he works. You know, I know he works a real job and travels a lot. But this guy is I mean, he, he's, he's laser focused and tunnel visioned in on what it takes to win tournament day. And, uh, you know, and he's seen we're seeing he's seen the benefits of that work ethic before the, before he gets in the boat, um, you know, be very successful, obviously this year. Um, if you guys missed any of this, you can go into kayakbassfishing.com forward slash the way in and download it there. You can go back and catch it on YouTube, or if you want to share it with a friend or family member that, that that's not on Facebook, you can catch that at Scott Butcher fishing on YouTube. And of course you can listen to the audio version here on every major podcast platform that's out there. Uh, we do that through anchor FM. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Tackle Warehouse, uh, not Tackle Warehouse, to, to Fish USA. Uh, <laughs> uh, Major Spooler there, right? Tackle Warehouse is good too, but Fish USA invests in the community and uh, and continues to do so time and time again. And so make sure you guys go over there. Um, they 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 are America's tackle shop. They do phenomenal things, and uh, we really appreciate them coming on and uh, and and being sponsors of the Way In and doing so much uh, in throughout the community. I know that they're that they're working on their booth now for the NC. And, uh, and it's definitely something you guys want to continue to look at there. Um, uh, boss man, we got, we got to start talking about the 10 a little bit. This is, yeah. this, this is a big deal. I'm super excited for it. I can't like, I mean, this is a big deal, right? Yeah. I mean, did you, did you, let's back up a little bit. Did you go into this season chasing AOI and chasing the 10 house? Or did uh, pick up halfway my only goal was to get the the regional angler of the year uh which was my 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 focus and you know after that i'll see where it takes me which i actually ended up not getting that uh, i missed it by two places to 
Mr. Cody Milton. Uh, and he, yeah, so 10 points, missed it by two places. But uh, going into the uh, National uh, Trail Series Championship there in Wisconsin, I think I was in fifth place uh, nationally for points. I really didn't even think, uh, you know, I, I knew there was a possibility of getting Angler of the Year, but I knew it was going to be a long shot. Pretty much I would have to win, and everybody, all four of those guys above me would uh, have to kind of drop the ball a little, and, and that's what happened. I was pretty shocked when it all when it all happened, but uh, definitely definitely grateful for how it all went down. So did you, did you, or were you familiar and did you watch the 10 last season? I knew a little bit about it. Uh, just from talking to Josh and stuff like that, but I didn't know, you know all the details. I knew it was in uh, Bienville and uh, there was a house that everybody stayed at. But um, other than that, I was a little confused between the, the 10 and then the, the 10 Invitational. I have a pretty clear understanding of it now, but I remember last year I was a little confused by how all of that, uh, you know, how there's, how there's definitely times, out. there's definitely times, and, and, and Chad knows this. I've, 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 I've said this to Hoover. There's definitely times where there's so much that it can get a little confusing and get a little bit misconstrued. At the same time, there's so much, there's so many opportunities with oh, KBA yeah. to go in and to do this and to do that, whether, you know, I can't begin to list them, but there's always another opportunity and always another way. You know, we seen the other, the, just a couple of nights ago with Brundle's interview, you know, Chad comes right in and lays out right there. There's another opportunity. I mean, if, if that goes through, I mean, Brundle's looking at probably another $4,000 or so. Yeah, he's always adding something to the pot. Chad's always full of surprises. And- There's always a carrot, bro. Like, he's always trying to find another way to give back and another way to put yeah. to put more out there. Talking about money, yeah. you saw the payout chart. Let me throw that oh. on the screen for everybody <laughs> at home. What was your thought? Were you watching live, or did you find out after the fact when we launched this with Brad? Found out not too long after uh, somebody sent. I saw it, saw it online somewhere. It was it was a little ways after, but yeah, I was thrilled to see that. Obviously, anytime you can go into a tournament and uh, know you're getting a, a payday and know that your ex- travel expenses and pretty much everything is going to be covered, and you're going to be putting you know some cash in your pocket, even if you get twelfth place, you know. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Uh, you know, really takes the pressure off of everybody, you know, and really just probably makes it a more enjoyable experience. Uh, I think for everybody too, just, you know, now, being in the house together, knowing that everybody's getting the paychecks. Good, I want to, I want to play devil's advocate to that, Russ, just as just, just for, just for conversation. Is that better so that you don't have the pressure of going in or do you think are you or do you think any of these other 10 guys are maybe have coasted a little bit this last week two weeks because they know they're getting a check regardless that's a good question um yeah it does take some of the pressure off you let your guard down a little bit maybe and kind of see where you're going but uh yeah i don't know um I'd rather it be that way than the other way around. That's for sure. I got <laughs> I'd rather you. everybody be getting paid than, uh, you well, know, you know, you're going to be a more relaxed, right? You know, you're, you know, I mean, for some of these guys, these guys are that, that some of these guys are that extreme, you know, you're, you know, you're going down there and you're, you know, you're going to, you know, you're, you're coming home and you're not having to take food out of your mouth or, you know, risk, you know, risk a power bill when you get home, if that was the case, yeah. or whatever, you know what I mean? If you go down there and you skunk, you're not going to have ramen when you get home for a month. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, so, it's, that's a side. That's a little bit, little bit of relief. So now, have you been in a in a scenario where you've lived with the guys that you're directly competing with like this? Have you been in a scenario like this before? And I've stayed in an, in an Airbnb with probably seven or eight people. It's about the most. Usually, we do between like three and five. But I, I stayed in one house. There was like eight guys there once. And I was competing against all of them. Uh, so I guess that's, you know, I guess that's similar, but this is a little different dynamic and in, in that, you know, it's such a small field. It's every single person that's in that tournament is in the same house. It's just not like a small group of a field of a hundred, you know? Uh, so, so yeah, I'm sure, sure. You know, people are going to try to get under, under people's skin or, you know, give them a hard time or get in their head and, uh, I'm sure that's going to be part of the game, but uh, but yeah, we'll see. Whoever can handle that the the best will probably walk away the champion. You know, walking away the champion and walking away with ten thousand dollars in their pocket. 
Yeah, down at, down at the Kissimmee Chain of Lakes. Uh, the big shout out to Kissimmee Sports for all they're doing there. Once again, guys, we're talking about the the ten where uh, where the AOI right here, Mister Russ, is fixing to head uh, head south um, uh, and and leave leave the unusually warm temperatures of Tennessee to head south to the unreasonably warm temperatures of Florida. We hope it stays that weather because I mean that's that's kind of uh, from what I understand that's kind of your bread and butter, right? What the warm, warm weather? Yeah, fishing? I mean, yeah, I mean the warm weather, the you know that type of fishing. I prefer. I think my strength is anytime I can cover water and kind of power fish. Uh, it's probably my strength. I mean, I feel comfortable, you know, fishing during a cold front too. Sometimes the bite's really good for everybody. It's you know, there's a little bit more luck factor involved. Where if it's a really tough bite, and you really gotta gotta work for them and. You know, it's, it's tough for everybody. Sometimes, you know, that's a good scenario to be in, too, as long as you can you can find that spot, you know, uh, they're going to be concentrated and when the, if the cold front was to come in. But if I what, had to, yeah, if I had to choose. Yeah, what's the best case scenario? What's what's the perfect scenario for the weather, the fish bite, what you would be throwing? What's the perfect scenario for to guarantee you a $10,000 check and a, 10, and a DZ the 10 champion title? I don't know if anything's guaranteed in fishing, but if, if you were going to draw it out, punching, I like punching. I like throwing a swim jig. You know, if it's, if a cold front comes through, it might end up punching. Uh, if it, if it's warm, you know, I'd love to throw a swim jig. If they're on beds though, you might, it might be a Senko bite, in which case Josh is probably going to do pretty good. But um, yeah, I'll be prepared, you know, I'll be prepared either way. I don't want to go into it thinking like, oh, this is how I have to catch them. This is the weather I, I absolutely need. I'm just going to kind of roll with the punches and, and whatever is thrown at me, I'm going to, you know, try to make the best of it. I got you. Well, I'm, I'm going to briefly, everybody's been watching for the last two weeks, but I'm going to briefly run through this roster real quick. And then I want your thoughts on, on uh, you know, on the same question I've asked everybody else over these shows. So we started off this series with Brad Case. Um, you know, who everybody calls the Frogman. This guy, this is his second 10 series. He's a competitor. He fishes a lot different than most people, um, but he's a gamer. He's ready to come down and play and, and, and ready to, uh, you know, as the elder statesman in the house this year, um, you know, he's kind of ready to come down and, and put a whooping on some of these younger guys. Uh, Jamie Broad is a guy who, um, who has got, there is zero reason why he can't, can't come into Florida and, uh, and cash his $10,000 check. Uh, this dude's committed. Uh, I literally watched him jump out of his boat without thinking about it at the national championship um, to, to grab his phone, like literally dropped his phone. I mean, didn't even move nothing else, like full clothes, eight o'clock in the morning. It was freezing cold. He jumps right out, grabs his phone and keeps chucking along. Uh, the dude's determined. Casey Reed, uh, if I was going to say somebody was more cerebral than even Russ, and this is just I get to make those assumptions and make those calls because it's the opinion of me and it's my show, guys. So but if there's somebody that's going to be more focused and more cerebral, it may be Casey Reed. Cody Milton. Cody Milton is seems to be America's choice, seems to be America's pick. He's got the pretty boy looks. He's got the smile. He's got that swagger. But when he gets on the water, he's focused and he's deadly. The KBF kid himself, Dylan Fuqua, this kid's 15 years old. And I don't know whether or not the barber that he went to gave him some extra powers, but that mullet may just propel him into first place this year. Matthew Scotch, this dude's got a hardware room uh, around tournament fishing that I think very few guys in the community even come close to touching. He's gonna be he's gonna be trouble. Derek Brundle won over the hearts of everyone with his interview a couple of years ago. A couple of days back with everything that he's been through and what he's fought to. And he takes no day for granted. This dude gets out and charges hard. And Chad Hoover came on the show and surprised him and I both with an opportunity to put even more money in his pocket with the Brundle bundle. Yeah, his, his story was really inspiring hearing that. It was yep. really, uh, he's, he's incredible, man. He's a machine, yeah. dude. Uh, you know, like, how can you not every day he gets up? He's excited, bro. Like it's a, you know, how can you how do you not fall in love with that? Right. Yeah. So, you know, then we get, then we go into Ken Wood, uh, Ken Wood, and I've said it and, and I hate to put him on blast every single night, but Ken Wood, this is his second year back to back coming into the house. And I think he's probably has the biggest chip on his shoulder than any of these other 10 competitors because he's not satisfied with what he did last season. And he's coming back for redemption. He's coming back 
for redemption in this house. And, and I'm telling you right now, he's putting these other 10 guys on notice. Uh, Mike Elsie is the, is, is, is the reigning kayak bass fishing national champion. Uh, this dude, much like some of these other guys grew up in the community, grew up fishing, grew up on these waters, uh, competed in the big bass boat world for a long, long time. Uh, started doing the challenge series of stuff with KBF. One thing led to another, started fishing live tournaments. Not only did he win the kayak bass fishing national championship this past year in Shreveport, but, uh, but he's carried himself super, super well, uh, to the point to where he's, he's only the second national champion to make it to the 10 house. Josh Stewart, Josh Stewart needs no introduction. You guys missed his show last night. Although we didn't get to see him live. We got to hear some real comments from Josh. He's the only guy in the house who's been in the house every single year. There's been the DZ 10 competition. Four years in a row, he's come in. Four years in a row, he's left not taking home the title. Russ Snyders, who we're talking to right now. Russ, you got your work cut out for you, bro, in just a couple weeks down on the Kissimmee Channel Lakes. Give me three of these guys. I've asked everybody else. Give me three of these guys that can beat you and why. All right, we'll start with uh, we'll start with Cody Milton. I'd say it would be be the favorite in my opinion just because of his experience uh, down there he lived there for a while uh, he's a really versatile fisherman um, just you know I mean he can win anywhere but you know the fact that he has a lot of a lot of time in the on the water some of these lakes that we're going to be fishing that'll be a big advantage uh, second pick would be Josh Stewart uh, just because it is anytime especially when you're close to the spawn uh, and they're eating a Senko uh he's just tough to beat. I mean, he, he fishes everything, but uh, I just have a have a feeling that it's it's going to line up for him pretty well. And my third would probably be Dylan, to be honest, just because uh, you know he re he reminds me a, a little bit of me when when I was that age, and and just seeing how how determined he is and how passionate he is about it, and he's just uh, I don't think he's really letting any of these other guys uh, get in his head and. Uh, for being somebody, you know, as young as he is, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty exciting to see, uh, how he's picking up on things and how fast he's learning and, and, uh, how competitive he is. Uh, so I'd say those are, those are my three picks. Incredible, man. Incredible. The Tinvitational. Now there's 12 spots, 12 payouts here for, for totaling $31,000. There's a 12th spot that a guy that we haven't talked about that somebody can come in and win their way into this house during the DZ Invitational. If you guys aren't qualified, if you guys know you're qualified for that, it's guys that you have to you have to have been qualified at some point in time throughout KBF. Go over to, to Attorney X um, or uh, and and check in and make sure that you're qualified. Uh, but get into that event because it's a hundred percent payout. Plus, if you win it, you're in this competition. Plus, you're guaranteed another thousand dollars on top of that win because you're now in this house. Russ, is there a guy coming down that you know of? Is there a female? Is there an angler that you know coming into to Kissimmee Channel Lakes that, that you're worried could get into the house? You know, if I had to pick one, there's a lot of good good fishermen coming down for that tournament. Three, but, four, uh, five, dude, it's your show, bro. Pick up pick, I mean, as you want. I, you know, Jody Queen, <laughs> I think he, he had a lot of momentum going in to the end of, you know, Jody the end of last year. Huh? Jody doesn't know how to fish. Y'all don't be worried about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's one to worry about for sure. Um, I would. Uh, he'd probably be my top pick for for somebody to come in and and uh, get into the house there. I think I I agree one hundred percent. I think he's a lot of people's top pick. I I, I think I think he's a, you know you got several guys. I think Craig Die. I think Jason Broach. I think Corey. Is Craig coming too? I think so. Yeah, I think Craig. I think I think so, Craig. I don't know if Craig's watching or not. Craig, we're putting you on the spot, bro. I'm not sure if you're coming down to Temptation or not, but I know he's a he's a hammer. Definitely be one to worry about too. No yeah, doubt. no, for sure, absolutely for sure. Um, well, dude, I, one of the things that everybody talks about all the time is is how nice you are and how the that that almost and I don't mean to compare you to Cody, but that Cody Milton smile. And that that opportunity to help. It seems like you're always willing to answer questions. I know that you. Uh, we see you in all the forums. You're always online and doing different things and and helping folks. Whether it's at a weigh-in, whether it's at a boat ramp. Uh, I mean, where where does that come from? And that ability to want to teach and help other people. You, I mean, where does that stem from, bro? You know, when I go, 
I started guiding when I, when I was doing tournament fishing when I was younger, probably early, I said early 20s, and I really got into guiding about 25. But even before that, you know, I, I, a lot of times I take a lot of my friends who, who weren't fishermen, uh, you know, I was just socialized with and hang out and party with, whatever. And we'd, uh, we'd go fishing. So I guess my first you know, real experience of, of teaching people uh, was, was through friends and stuff and just seeing, uh, you know, seeing them catch fish and seeing them learn just sometimes gives me, you know, more, more, more grateful for that than, than catching fish or competing myself. Just, uh, you know, once I got in, into guiding more and, uh, I, I met a lot of friends through guiding as well, but, uh, especially teaching kids and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a good feeling to to, to know that you help somebody um, catch a fish or, or learn about fishing, and um, you know, a lot of times it, it turns somebody on to a, to a new passion that they didn't even know about, you know. So, uh, but yeah, sharing information is something that I've always I've always been pretty open with. I hold back sometimes when it comes to tournament time, but I'm for the most part I'm, I'm pretty open to to sharing my knowledge and helping others and. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times you do that and treat people that way and, you know, they'll throw you a bone and, th you know, give you some knowledge for a tournament or teach you something as well. So, you know, it goes goes both ways. Incredible, man. Incredible, dude. Well, bro, uh, you, you've absolutely come in and crushed this thing. I can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks. Before you go, dude, let me roll out the red carpet for you like I do every with it, with everybody else. Give you an opportunity to thank family, friends, sponsors, anybody that you want to give a shout out to. I'll shut up and let them and, and and let you roll out, bro. It's your mic. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, my, my two sponsors are Hook One Outfitters and Irod Fishing. Uh, I've been both with both of them for a couple of years now. Uh, they really treated me well and supported me. I'm really grateful for that. And uh, I just like to say out to hi to all my friends, family, and uh, you know all the my fellow competitors there at at the KBFTN. Uh, club we have here in, in middle Tennessee and uh, yeah that's about it <laughs> well I'm gonna give you an opportunity right here Russ to get to do something I've let nobody else do um, but since you're the reigning AOI I'm gonna give you a shot right here to call your shot and to, and to take the stage so here's what I want you to do you said two sponsors and I know that you're doing well I know that you're a super humble guy but if there was another company out there that you're like hey I use your product. I'd love to be a part of this. Here's your opportunity, bro. I mean, we, you know, we have a lot of audience watching. Uh, you know, who 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 would you tap uh, on your corner and go, hey, do you see what I'm doing out here? I, this this is not the time for humility, Russ. I don't know. I uh, I'm working on a couple other sponsors potentially for for this year, and I've been kind of haven't spoken to direct, you know directly, but kind of going through other people. Of, Brought it to my attention. It, the shot know, road national national audience right here. It'll it'll work its way out either way. You'll see. Well, I'll have some new new you know companies on board that I'll be supporting this year. But uh, before I, you know, kind of <laughs> make like, that, I'll let everything uh, <laughs> kind of work its way out first. Guys, you see how cerebral he is. He, I I don't know that any of the other ten guys would have taken the road that he just took in. That he just take took in taken. Anyway, I'm not a I'm okay. not a English major. But uh, that's incredible, dude, and uh, and absolutely, man. I can't wait to see you in Florida in just a couple of weeks. I appreciate you taking your time away tonight on a Sunday night, man. Away from, uh, you know, uh, you know, away from life to come in and have some conversation with us, um, dude. I, I I can't wait to spend some more time around you down in Florida and learn a lot myself. And uh, uh, we'll see you down there, bro. You you've got all the reasons in the world to go down there and come home ten thousand dollars richer. I hope so. We'll see how it goes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my hardest. That's for sure. And I can't wait to get out there. And man, I haven't been fit to be honest since I got back from California about a month and a half ago. I think I've only fished two days for just for a few hours each time. So I'm, I'm like purposely depriving myself of fishing just so when I get down there, I'm, I'm hungry for it. <laughs> what, what's the, what's the schedule? What's your, what's your, what's your plan? What's your travel timeline? I'm for gonna a lot this year so i have a i have a power washing business where i power wash decks and fences restain them and seal them uh it's just i've had employees before in the past but at this point it's just me which kind of allows for uh you know me to make my own schedule and kind of it's a business i can kind of turn on and off whenever i want and uh 
and last year I probably worked half as much as I usually do. And this year, I don't know, I'm, I'm barely going to work as long as I can keep making checks, I guess. But I'm going to put a lot of time uh, into fishing. I got some money saved, so hopefully I, I don't burn through all of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, now you'll touch, will you touch all three trails this year? Yeah, I'm going to do the KBFs, the, the Southeast, mostly just the South. I'm going to do all three of the KBF Southeast Division. Um, do a couple of the Pro Series, uh, a couple of the Hobies, a couple of the Bassmaster. Um, probably going to, I'm planning right now to travel back out west to Clear Lake and the Delta, too, which is actually two of the places I, I you know, I guided about 100 days a year yeah. on each of those spots. Uh, so I'm excited to get out there. I'm going to get a, a, a couple kayaks uh, out in California and have them out there for when I go back on vacation once or twice a year. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the season, though. We'll see where it takes me. And once I kind of, you know, figure out, once you know, once I get a couple tournaments under my belt and see where I'm kind of doing good at and where I'm not doing so good, that'll kind of point the direction I go into. So. We'll talk privately whenever, whenever we get down in Florida, but just know I'm coming with a pocket full of cash and I want to take a look at some of these, uh, these handmade baits that you do. I'm just saying, all right. All right. we'll talk, we're going to talk. I need all the help I can get. I'm a terrible angler, bro. I can't fit nothing. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm terrible. So oh, I, need yeah. all I can get, I'll bring a pocket full of cash and we're going to talk. All right. All right. All right, buddy. I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming on with us tonight. All right, Scott. Appreciate the opportunity. You have a appreciate new one. It. See you in a couple weeks, man. Absolutely, dude. Can't wait, man. That uh, Guys, that wraps it up. Holy crap. Did you guys know? I mean, I'm telling you, you got to go back and check out that angler interview that uh, that uh, that our own uh, Mike Cheatham uh, did. It's a phenomenal piece. I'll drop it in the link here when all this is said and done. Uh, but Russ, I mean, Russ is a just, I mean, what a class act on the water and off. This is a dude who does it the right way, uh, puts in the time. I, I, I'm interested. I, I, I would be willing to take the bet and definitely get into the debate of, of who puts in more time pre, you know, tournament morning than Russ does. I, I don't know. And I think it's, it's hard to sit and talk to these gentlemen like I've done for the last 12 days as a guy who is a self-proclaimed terrible angler. Um, and not learn from them. Learn from how they how they set everything up beforehand. Learn how meticulous they are and where they lay out and how they do map study. Every one of these guys does something a little different, but every single one of these guys puts in the work well before tournament morning. You know, if you're like me and you're running around and you know and, and thinking about, you know, like Mike talks about in his post, you know, kind of figure out do I got enough sandwiches and snacks for the tournament? You know, or do I know where the where the where the, where the you know where the 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 captain's meeting is, or where the weigh-in is going to be done? Like that's my prep work for tournaments, right? Well, that's why I'm not cashing any checks <laughs> because that's the prep work I'm doing. As these guys are studying maps and looking through GPS photos and graphics and coordinates and watching YouTube video after YouTube video of the lakes that they're fishing, these guys are putting in work. And I'm excited and very, very hopeful that these guys continue and even more so start to get paid for the work that they're putting into it. Um, and, and it's, it's time. These guys have got the audience. These guys have got the ability. They've got the still the skills we've proven over the last two weeks that they have the backstory. They have the, 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 the reasons to get involved in them emotionally, the emotional part of this, the storytelling that's what builds an audience. That's what I'm trying to do. That's all I'm trying to do here with these shows is to give you guys some context as to who these guys are. I've said it once and I'll say it till the time, till the day that I get out of this community or the day that I take my last breath. I'm drunk on this sport. I am so just enamored with the men and the women and the people in this community that I'm spending all of my free time and a lot of my not free time walking around trying to get anyone and everyone I can to take a shot, to take a hit off of what this community has the offer. This community is incredible. So guys, I hope you've enjoyed all of this stuff. I'm sorry I got off on a tangent and rambled. I love this shit. It is good. And uh, if you guys miss any of this tomorrow night, we won't be here tomorrow night. If you missed the announcement earlier tomorrow night, we've got planned to have a, come on with Ron champion and Corey Dreyer tomorrow night's the national championship game. 
you know, college football, that's a thing, right? We're still, you know, it's still, we're there. It's the last game of the season. We won't do a show tomorrow night. Um, so we're going to do that show on Tuesday night. We're going to have Ron on. We're going to have Corey on. Those guys are the co-champions of the first ever DZ, the 10 competition. And there's a whole bunch of history and a whole bunch of backstory that I didn't even know until recently. And we're going to put all that stuff out for the public to see and to know, um, you know, air out a little bit of laundry, talk a little bit about what it was like that first year. Those guys, that whole house were pioneers in getting to where we are today. And where we are today is just days, days away from Kissimmee, uh, Kissimmee uh, Chain of Lakes down in, uh, in, in Florida, where, uh, where these guys are going to compete for over $30,000 um, uh, worth of cash. $30,000 thanks to Kissimmee Sports and DZ and, of course, Kayak Bass Fishing. So if you missed any of this, make sure you catch it up uh, on kayakbassfishing.com forward slash the way in. You can catch these same broadcasts here on YouTube, on my channel, Scott Butcher Fishing, or on every major podcast platform. You'll be able to download the audio. Uh, Russ is still in the green room. Looks like he's checking out that thumb, making sure that nail is dialed for those split rings. He's laughing at me. But, uh, guys, I'm telling you all, this community is it. If you're even contemplating getting in a plastic boat or going to fish a tournament, sign up right now. Go to kayakbassfishing.com. Shine up, sign up to become a member. I think it's like 50 bucks. I think there's even cheaper for some of the ambassador. Get in the challenge series. Get into your local clubs. Uh, bigger and better than anything that I could sell you here. Go meet with some of these guys behind their back of their tailgates and their trucks and these boat ramps. This kayak community is special. I say it all the time. The, the greatest people I've ever met on, on this planet spend their free time in these little bitty plastic boats. Go get involved in this community. I promise you it's worth your time. I'm going to shut up. That's the way in. I'm your host, Guy Butcher. I'll catch you guys next time. Telling you guys always to tackle your dreams. We'll catch you guys later. See ya. You guys know that on Tackle Your Dreams, y'all can go to Fish USA, right? You can use that as a promo code. I'm just saying, hint, hint, wink, wink, nod, nod, hello. Tag of your dreams, fishusa.com. Save some money, shoddy. All right, I got to go. For real, I'm done. Y'all, why are you still here? Get out of here. Go. I'm waiting. You know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait on you guys.